Welcome to Fort Worth ISD's Fwedcast. I'm Andy, and coming up, our EdTech Roundup looks into how to use mentions in Office 365, and we'll go inside FWTC and talk with a principal whose campus has won attendance awards at the conference several years in a row. Thank you for joining us. Here we go. Thank you for joining us for the EdTech Roundup. I'm Daniel, and here's just some of what's going on. Mentions have made their way from social media into our productivity applications. Microsoft Outlook users, both online and in the standalone app, can use the at symbol and a user's name to mention that person. Doing so highlights his or her name in the message and adds that person as a recipient of the email. Microsoft Teams users can tag other teammates in a similar way. Give it a try, but use it wisely. For more information, check out Microsoft's support site. We have that link in our show notes. Typing with your voice isn't all that new, but wouldn't it be cool to easily work with other audio recordings in a text document? Microsoft will soon introduce a transcribe workflow that allows users to upload an audio file and pull text transcripts from that file into their Word documents. The rollout is scheduled for 2020, so keep an eye on your Office 365. December is a popular time to explore computer science, and Google has made some resources available. Google's partnership with Code.org encourages teachers and students to try out coding and other activities designed to spark interest in computer science. Lesson plans and activities are available on Google's CS First website. We've got that link for you in our show notes. Have you tried virtual desks on your Chromebook? Chrome OS 78 includes the ability to create several virtual desktops that allow you to easily switch between groups of open windows and tabs. Try pressing the Windows key on the top row of your keyboard and look for the new desk button on the top right of your screen. This could be a time saver for teachers and students alike. Keep in touch. If you've got a news tip for us, send a tweet our way. You can find us on Twitter at FWISD Tech. For this segment of Inside FWTC, we are joined by Mrs. Rochelle Horton, the principal at AM Paid Elementary School in the Fort Worth ISD. And we're talking to her today about her staff's unprecedented participation in the conference in the past few years. I'm joined by Denisha Lindsay from our team as well, the educational technology team. And We're looking forward to discussing how your team has participated in this conference over the past few years. So we'll start off by asking, you and your campus have been strong supporters of this conference for several years. What makes the Fort Worth Technology Conference so valuable to you and your staff? Um, I think the biggest, well, not the biggest, there are several big ideas for us, but the one that I've seen the most is that teachers are able to leave the conference with Uh, knowledge of new apps or new functionings of uh, previous apps or current apps that we're using that they're able to use the next day or on Monday when they get back into the classroom with the students. Um, Issues or problems that we're having, we now have contacts with people in the technology department. We can send an email or make a phone call uh, to get some help with things that we're having issues with on campus the value of receiving free tech. I like free. It doesn't hurt my budget. Um, 
There is an increase in student engagement in the classroom when teachers go to the conference. They've learned new things. They come back and they're able to use it in the classroom. And you see students more engaged in the learning. And one of the things that I've seen a lot lately is the accountability. While teachers are in small group, they're able to have students do things using technology to demonstrate for the teacher at a later time where she's able to look at it and assess whether or not the student knew exactly what they were supposed to do. I think too, it also released some stress because we say use technology and those are buzzwords these days, technology, technology. But if you, if I don't have an example of what that's supposed to look like, if I haven't seen it, then I really don't know how to come back to campus and implement that. And going to the technology conference gives teachers an opportunity to see it in practice, in application, and then be able to come back to campus and replicate that. Okay. And if they have any issues or anything, like you said, they can reach out to um, our department, which is the education technology department, for additional support in yes. that. So that's what you, um, I really appreciate that, that um, because that is so true and so important. But why is it important for leaders to attend the professional learning with teachers and other educators? Well, first of all, we need to be continual learners as well because uh, the children that we're educating today are not the same kids that when I first started way back when. Um, we're trying to prepare students for jobs that don't even exist yet. So in order for me to be an instructional leader, I need to know what's out there and be able to assist with that. Um, it's important for me to be able to help teachers with instructional planning and helping them see areas where they can bring the technology in. You know, our district has invested a lot of money in those wonderful Promethean boards. And it's more than just a big overhead projector. What are some other things that we can do where students are actively engaged in the learning process, where they're creating, where they're evaluating, and not just going up and touching the screen and doing this or that, but we're actually making something or working on a, a service project together. Um, it's also important for me to see this technology and know what's out there so I can set my budget. Are there things that I need to purchase? Are there apps that I need to set money aside for the school to purchase for the staff? But again, that comes back to my being out there and understanding what's what's coming, what's available and making sure that our budget, uh, that our funding is allocated in such a way that we're able to capitalize on technology. So not just being able to model the strategies as a leader, but also being able to identify it. Yes. And that's the importance of you coming to the conference as the the main instructional leader on the campus for your teachers. Um, and to also make sure that we have systems in place that support the teachers using the technology. Mm -hmm. It's one thing to have all of these wonderful Promethean boards and document cameras and iPads and whatever else in the building. But if they're sitting and collecting dust, then that was a waste of instruction of, of, of funding. Yes. So I need to know what's out there so I can put those systems in place. All right. That, that's an excellent point. Um, and I, I applaud you for that. Um, so how do you and your team, when y'all come to the conference, um, how do y'all reflect or debrief on what you've learned at FWTC? That has morphed over the years. At first, it was 
we went, we came back, and then we shared in staff meeting what we learned or what we thought we could do. Now, what we do is once teachers go and they see something that really strikes them and they perfect that in their classroom, they're coming back and they're presenting to the rest of the staff. Uh, that's been very exciting to see teachers, shy teachers that you would think would say nothing, come back and they're actually presenting to their colleagues some piece of technology that they learned and uh, seeing how their kids responded to that. We've even moved um, to the digital age of recording ourselves. Uh, the first time I saw a swivel, I thought, you know, what in the world? This word is misspelled. That's not how you spell it. <laughs> but once I saw what we were able to do with it, my mind just ran with possibilities. And what we have now is teachers swiveling themselves with instruction and um, sharing those videos with other staff members. We've even started our own repository of videos of instructional practices of students doing uh, doing work with technology and things of that nature where other teachers can go in on their leisure and look at videos and get some ideas of things that they can do. So how has that helped your PLCs? Because you have those teachers, mm -hmm. they can look at their, you know, reflection, reflecting in PLCs because a lot of times we see data. And then we have those teaching practices, but to actually see that in real time, oh, okay, and what I'm saying to you when I'm doing those strategies is not just something I'm pulling out here. Let me show you from the video. Is that happening in those, when y'all come back and debrief or has a teacher ever come to another mentor teacher and said, hey, I now understand what you were talking about when I watched, you know? Yes, and even uh, with them videotaping themselves, uh, yes, it's great to watch someone else and you can get great ideas. We, we've we done that many times where teachers videotape. Mm -hmm. We've all sat around and looked at it, looked at the instructional practice, what the teacher was doing, what the students were doing and the benefit in that. But I think it's more powerful when teachers videotape themselves, and especially it. in light of T-tests where we have to do self-reflection. Mm -hmm. Videotape self, look at it, self-reflect, and then make a plan for how instruction in my classroom is going to look different and be different based on what I see in myself. This is what the T-test rubric says. This is what I saw myself doing. This is where I want to be. And then we can have those kinds of conversations in our coaching meetings or, in, how to get there. or in goal setting okay. or that kind of thing, Seeing, listening and hearing where the teacher is and then figuring out what I need to do to support the teacher to get there. That's awesome. Because I think it, when I was in the classroom on a steady basis, I, if I, I was reflective of that, but a lot of times I couldn't, when people would say, Oh, this is what I saw. It was hard to see it because that's not what I played back in my head. So I can see the teachers really just having so much growth and glows from that for themselves in that self-reflection. So um, have how, so you mentioned that you and your team, um, y'all come back and share and that's evolved over time. Um, some What are some things that y'all have done um, that has evolved over time, like your um, sh in sharing and presenting to your team, the school, um, even the community? How going to the FWTC and bringing something back has really changed or morphed into uh, AMP? Well, um, 
teachers are taking more risks in presenting. Mm-hmm. Um, they find something that works in their classroom and they get comfortable with it. I know it inside and out. I've got a couple of teachers who are pros at using Seesaw and um, teachers when I we have conversations about things, they're going over and getting help and the teachers are presenting to one another. But one teacher in particular who really, really enjoyed technology came to me with an idea. We do math night, we do literacy night, we do science night. We have not done a technology night, so why can't we do one? And so my thought was, we can. There's nothing that will stop us from doing a technology night. So for the past two or three years, we've had a technology night, at which time we invite the parents and the community in to see the technology, the apps, the devices we have in the building that the students and the teachers are using and see how parents and the community can make connections to the school. Um, We use a lot of QR codes. Sometimes it's hard to find the campus webpage or in our community, parents tend to use more of the Facebook and Twitter. So we've got a QR code that parents can scan and it takes them right to the school's Facebook page or the school's Twitter page. We've got uh, QR codes that will link you to the counselor and you can find all kinds of information that the counselor has. During um, our technology nights, the parents get to engage in those apps that the students are using with Kahoot, uh, instructional games, whether it's math or reading or phonics, uh, age appropriate, of course, Uh, where the parents get to see how the kids are using Kahoot at school, or maybe it's a Google Classroom activity. Um, Goose Chase. We even had a teacher who has little robots, Dot and Dash, uh, and the children have to learn how to code. And that's kind of a special thing in her classroom where you've got to earn uh, with good behavior in completing assignments and then you can play around and code and make dot or dash move, go forward, backward, that kind of thing. Um, over the years, this uh, technology night has gained steam and we have more and more parents and community members who are coming out. Um, I like to get online and um, use Periscope mm-hmm. and video and put it out there live streaming. This is what we're doing at the technology night, that kind of thing. So. Yeah, which was kind of morphed into something. Was- I, initially, I didn't think it would be a big thing, but every year it, we add another piece on. So it's re- it really has evolved. I know last year you guys added the drones as well. Yes. Um, that was a piece, I believe, with the after school program. Mm-hmm. They actually purchased the drones and the students had to do some activities to actually get them up and going and, and that kind of thing. Really fun for the kids. Yes. I would say especially for those students, I know that... Um, this is a part of that pyramid. A lot of students will end up or their, stu- their siblings go to Dunbar and they have that um, aviation program there. Yes. So yes. that is a very e- great way to start planting those seeds mm-hmm. into those students. Hey, I want to I may want to be in the aviation or the program of choice um, for that. So it just all comes together and it's a great opportunity here. And I'm just looking forward to see even more. As um, A.M. Pate moves full steam ahead. Well, all right then. <laughs> so we really thank you for um, 
just talking with us and sharing the good things that you guys are doing. Um, we look forward every year, but we definitely look forward to you this year and um, attending the Fort Worth Technology Conference um, and all the others out there. So thank you. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be an exciting time. Thank you for spending some time with us today on FWEDcast. Please subscribe so you can stay up to date on EdTech News and our upcoming Fort Worth Technology Conference on January 25th, 2020. I'm Andy, and we want to wish you a warm and restful holiday season. Enjoy time with your family and friends, and we'll see you soon where the West begins.